Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The campaign is Horror on the Orient Express. It is available from Chaosium. I'm the Keeper of Arcane Lore, and this is episode 58. Our recap will be given by Stuart Lipley as his character, uh, Theodore Thursby III. So, without any further delays, let's continue our journey into the darkness. Stuart. Thanks, Tom. Back on the train, we finally rest for a brief moment. At dinner, the new chef de train, uh, Jean-Marie Peters, who looks quite related to Henry Peters, attends our every need. We are soon, though, attacked by the monstrous vampiric Tilius from outside the train. Red glowing eyes, stone gray flesh, singularly focused on obtaining the Sedefkar simulacron. He is unaffected by most weapons. But the amethyst heart of hatred, Dr. Kurz's knife and Dr. Neruda's book with the wolf's bane seems to do well at fighting it off. We are horrified later to discover our good friend, Dr. Edison York was murdered by Tilius. We come to believe that the vampire is somewhere on board the train and perhaps a coffin in storage. Armed with our knowledge and unusual items, we start the hunt for Tilius. Right. As I recall, you were all in your cabin. You would had sequestered the pieces in the, the bathroom. And you were talking about going to hunt for the vampire. I believe you were going to get garlic from the kitchen yep. first. Um, we'll take it a few seconds, a few minutes, if you want, before you leave the room. What do you guys, what are you going to do? We, we've got put for Dr. York's head somewhere other than just on the floor rolling around. Yes. I think you kind of threw it down the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I, I, I took it in in the bag and threw it on the floor in the room, I think. Okay, or maybe I did that. Okay. <laughs> I think you, you very much refused to bring it into the room. Oh, okay. All right. And then you kind of freaked out. <laughs> Throw it out a window. Yeah. It. Uh, I hate to say this is more important, but what will we do with the pieces if while we go on this hunt? I'd hate to go find what we're looking for and at the time leave this for him to take what he's looking for. Yeah, that is sort of a conundrum. We either we don't want to split up. I mean, it, it would take all our effort to overcome this creature. And if we have one of us guard this, that's not enough either. No. I think we have so, to take one piece each along with us. Oh, really? Uh, <clears throat> how are we going to effectively combat it if if we're lugging these huge body parts around? Well, they're only the size of body parts. It's not as though we each have to carry an entire mannequin. I don't like the idea, but there's nothing we can lock that will keep it out. And he is yes. a great deal faster than we are. 
and probably a great deal more intelligent, at least more experienced. How soon to daylight? What time is it again? It's two in the morning. Yeah, see, if, if daylight was soon or upon us, I'd feel oh. better about leaving them behind. Probably but, five or six hours, yeah. Yeah, it's not. So I think you're right, Dr. Kurz. I think we're going to have to take these pieces with us. Yes. Maybe, maybe we could, like, make a like a, almost like a satchel or something we could just on our back. I have I have some experience in, like, tying knots. I take a bed sheet, kind of tie it there. That way, at least our hands are free. Unless one of you have a uh, backpack. Yeah, we could each form like a little backpack with a body part, body part backpack. I would be willing to say that as you've traveled, you probably, when you go out on your excursions, you have little packs. Little day pack thing. Rucksack. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Sounds good. All right. Yes, makes sense. Let's let's load it up then. Uh, Fortunately, most people in the train will be asleep and not see us carrying limbs uh, <laughs> protruding from our backpack as we pass down the hallway. And we must be mindful of strapping in the longer pieces so that he doesn't simply smash a window, grab the femur and tear one away and disappear again. Anticipate yeah. the biggest one would be the torso. Yeah. Who, who but has also the head? hardest to grab. I have the head. Okay. And then the uh, the torso is oh, that's mine, baby. It's all mine. And then right arm. Oh, wait a minute. We have a right arm, right leg, left. We we've got four pieces left. I I yeah. don't think I have the the right leg is mine. The and I think leg. I have the I have the left leg, right? No, I have the left leg. Oh, left. Oh, so you have two parts. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I have an arm. That, oh, that's right. I have the right arm. Mm-hmm. And Dorian has the left. You have six pieces and yeah, five so. people. Unless uh, you count Dr. York, but he can't carry a piece for us right now. No. He, he has become a head. We got another head to carry because of that. So, yeah, I'll, the, I'll take the, my, my, my two. I, I It pains me to part with them anyway. The, the two arms could theoretically just be put together. Yeah. Hmm. That might make for a more even load if can part with his leg. Because Gunter has two of the biggest pieces. Yeah. I mean, I'll keep the torso. It's it's closer to me. All right. <laughs> um, so who's going first? Remember, this is a train, so you really can only go single file. I'll head. Well, uh, I mean, you can... I was. Did someone else decide that they were going to bear the, the the uh, knife, because it seems unreasonable for me to have both the heart and the knife. And we want to arm as many of us effectively as possible. So perhaps if we have the heart in the front, uh, the blade you... in the rear, the. Do you prefer the knife or the heart? Actually, I'm experienced with the knife, and no one is experienced with the heart, so perhaps it should be the heart that someone else bears. I will take it. Excellent. 
All right. So who's going first? I think the heart has the most repel repulsive power against him. And so it makes sense to lead with that. Yeah. All right. And I will no, bring up the you... rear with the Mimsahis. Okay. So let's see. Uh, Gunter is first. Yep. And Roland is last. How about the others? I'll be in the middle. I'll go second. And so Gabriel and then uh, Theodore in front of him and Dorian behind him. And the heart is in the front and the knife is in the back. Yep. Yeah. Now, Dabrowski, right. of course, Thursby has his uh, guns. Uh, what weapon do you have to bear? Uh, I, I also have gun. I have also my hunting knives that once we get to the kitchen, we can coat with garlic. Hold on just one second. I wanted to pull up the train so I can remind myself of where everything is. <laughs> what I'm reminded of is all of the work that I did this week. Oh, where's the train? Carriage layout. There it is. Okay. Okay, so you are, uh, where are you ultimately heading? You are heading towards the four uh, guns. The four the, the guns. Kitchen, the kitchen. It's kitchen first, and then beyond it, the four guns. Okay, so you are in Claudette. Uh, okay. In four and six, five and six, yep. with the stuff was in the middle. Uh, so you need to go through. Uh, the Cote de Jour, the uh, the the salon. Then you need to go through Bridget, the sleeper car, Amelie, the sleeper car, then the dining car, Etil de Nord, and then's the kitchen. And then you've got three forgons and then the the, uh, the engine. So you gotta go through the whole train. All yeah. right. And uh, all right. So you all step out into the hallway. And at this point, you're going to encounter Dr. Edison's head in a bag. What do you mm -hmm. want to do? There's a broken window conveniently nearby. That's true. It's right up ahead of you. Yeah. You can, in fact, feel the cold air and little flurries of snow. Proper burial. I don't feel right about just discarding him out the window. And uh, what about our friend uh, Jean-Marie? Is he still catatonic? Oh, well, he's terrified. So uh, uh, we'll say he's somewhat clingy. Do you want him in the middle or... Yeah, let's have him in the middle. He Having a uh, train employee with us might yeah smooth things over as we try and move through a kitchen and an employee only 
So I'm going to say, psychologically, he has attached himself to uh, Dr. Kurz. So he's sticking right next to Dr. Kurz, between Kurz and uh, Dorian. Dabrowski, yeah. Dabrowski. All right. So you begin to make your way quietly uh, Mm -hmm. into the salon car. You see uh, between your car and the salon car where the uh, the membrane has been ripped open where uh, mm-hmm. where he came in um the window is open you can hear you can hear the loudness of the train you know tick 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 is it's going over the tracks and the wind is blowing in uh little flurries of the light snow blowing inside and the the silence is deafening at this point as you're moving forward. No, we flurries are kind of a nice, refreshing breath of fresh air. <laughs> and I'm going to have the heart in my uh, right hand, kind of not like extended out, but kind of up like a, it's ready. How are you holding the heart? Um, well, it's kind because of like... touching it will seriously affect you yeah you may want to wrap it in something it it causes uh feelings of rage this yeah it's extremely angry yeah oh if you'd you'd warned me about that i would have gotten out my uh magician's gloves that i would wear for one of my tricks and okay i think if you have a kid that would be very good insulation all right um so you you're walking through the salon car, and uh, every creak and groan of the train, um, you know, kind of sends the shivers on the back of your neck. Uh, you also notice, Gunter, that the the stone itself is glowing slightly. And uh, you think that it might actually be changing in brightness. Uh, vol- it, it, it's flickering almost. And there are moments when it gets suddenly a little brighter. And you begin to wonder. You saw that when it was touched to the vampire, that it became very bright. Right. You also recall from your dream that when uh, Madame Bonaval threw it at the the specter that it uh, became extremely bright and burst him into flames. So it seems to react to evil, darkness, Mm -hmm. monsters. Okay. All right. Uh, Everybody do a stealth roll as you are making your way. Ah, Here we go. Debut the new dice. Mm, Extreme. (laughs) Wow, eighteen. Yeah, forty-three is a, what we call in the business a failure. Oh, I, oh no, I failed. I failed by twenty-two points. I read that wrong. I failed. Hey, I failed by twenty-three points. So you're doing better than me. I guess I won't spend four points when we have. I've seen two people stumble and hit that, knock a glass off a table, and trip over a chair leg. <laughs> 
Yeah, the the two people in the middle, like what are we, we're dropping the ball? <laughs> yeah. Kind of give a look back, like hey. <laughs> well, in fact, you hear a noise from back behind you. Um you realize that it either sounded like a window being open or perhaps even broken, although you didn't hear anything hit the ground. Um, you then hear the sound of something. It sounds like it's ransacking your room. Hmm. It's okay. Good. He knows we're on the move. We can hurry. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, you then uh, arrive at uh, the entrance to Bridget. Um and you're not quite sure uh what what's up ahead you can see that it's it's more dimly lit because it's uh the sleeper car uh but at the far you can see through the door into the sleeper car at the far end there is a an uh um a conductor uh he's sitting on a little chair uh, there's a candle lit next to him. Actually, there wouldn't be a candle. There's a little lantern next to him. Uh, and he is reading a book. Uh, this you're used to because there's always, for each sleeper car, there's somebody to assist if somebody needs something in the middle of the night. So he's right. going to see you when you come mm-hmm. forward. Uh, Jean-Marie, uh, let's... Uh... So, uh, Block, let's switch places. I will take Jean-Marie to the front with me. We okay. think that Tilius is behind us. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Jean-Marie, can, do you recognize this conductor? Oh, yes. Uh, what What do I say to him? Uh, you need to explain that we are urgent. You, you were urgently taking us to uh, our foregone because the medication was incorrectly packed that is badly needed uh, during the night. All right. Um, Why don't you do a persuade roll? I'm pretty persuasive. Does each of us having a body part strapped to our back and increase our success? You've kind of of wrapped them up. So (laughs) very well, hopefully. You actually look like a bunch of Swiss hikers at the moment. (laughs) Except for the long pants. Uh, I have a regular success on Persuade. I can spend six to make it hard. No, that's fine. All right. So he's pretty susceptible. He he suddenly looks emboldened and he steps forward and uh, he goes through the, the door first. And uh, as soon as the door opens and he steps through, you can see the conductor looks up at him and then you're followed. So the conductor stands up immediately and uh, you can also hear people snoring in the rooms around you. A man here, a woman there, whatever. It's it's quite a few people. Um, And he's like, uh, Jean-Marie, what is going on? And uh, he says... um, these gentlemen, they are uh, a, a party together. Um, they've left some medication. And he looks back at you. Some medication 
uh, in their luggage, and we need to get to the the front. Uh, and he's can it can it wait? Uh, he says, I I don't think so. They seem quite concerned. So our, our, our companion that we left behind is supposed to take it every two hours, uh, and we didn't realize that it was was in the the locked luggage instead of his personal baggage. So it's urgent we get a supply tonight. He says, "Well, it it may be very difficult. There's um, there's guard there's guards posted, but there's if it's it could be buried the bottom of everything in there." That's um, why we come so many in case we yeah, have to so move things around. Precisely. He says, uh, we will be getting into Adrianopolis uh, uh, in a couple of hours uh, for a, a passport check. Uh, if you wanted, if you could wait until then. He has already passed one of the times he should have taken it. So we. We wouldn't. Well, have, we, we would be asleep if we could be. Well, you can. You can try. Uh, like y'all do. Uh, listen rolls. Why? Oh, a two. Oh, I love these new dice. Twenty six is a regular success. A yeah, fail. Fail seventy six. <laughs> I have a hard success. I've got those, of those of you who succeeded, you definitely can hear what at first sounds like the creaking of the train car. Uh, but Theodore, you can definitely hear what you can only imagine to be fingernails on the outside of the train running along the top of the the cab. Kind of keeping of pace you. with us or just well, rushing? Actually getting ahead of you. Okay, yeah, he's rushing ahead of us. I can hear him. My expert hunting hearing <laughs> yeah all right uh so next you cross again um i would like you to do luck rolls as you are passing through the little vestibule in between the train cars oh yeah <laughs> Okay, I spoke too soon. Right. Of course you did. 85. That's a fail. 80 out of 30. So that is a definite fail. Fail. Um, so as you were crossing, uh, uh, Roland, you're in the front now, along with uh, Jean-Marie. And then, uh, Gunter, are you also in the front still? No, I, I swapped. I went to the rear. You went to the rear. Okay. Um, Gabriel, you step over the uh, the little platform that connects the two trains. And, Dorian, as you step uh, onto the, the platform, a clawed hand reaches up from underneath uh, and uh, attempts to grab at you. Okay. Um, go ahead and do a, a dodge. 
45, what do I have? I really should not spend luck, but I'm going to spend the luck. Okay. To, uh, to dodge. The hand comes up and it grabs a hold of your pants. It doesn't get, it doesn't grab a hold of your leg. It's got a hold of your pants and it rips back. Now, all of you see this immediately. Um, Gunter, you're you're a little far ahead. Uh, you've probably already crossed into Amelie. Behind. Uh, uh, I'm in uh, the back. Oh, you're in the back. Okay. So it's up. it's up ahead of you. Uh, but Dr. Kurz, you, uh, you've stepped forward. Um, yeah. Do any of you want to do anything? You hear Dorian suddenly call out. Yeah, I want ah. to... I still have the Wolfsbane in my book, mm -hmm. which... It doesn't really do much good in a fight, as I've learned. But I think in this situation, where its hand is up like this, I can just open up the book and just kind of press the wolf's bane. Even if I lose the flower, I think I can get him to let go of Dorian. Okay. Why don't you uh, do a luck roll to see if you lose the flower? Uh, 34, I believe, is a pass. Okay. So you uh, keep it in there. Pass, yeah. Okay. You keep you you manage to keep a hold of the flower, and uh as you touch it to uh Genevar's arm, you see wisps of smoke go up. Uh the other hand seems to reach up and attempt to grab Dorian, but it lets go and it you're hoping that it sort of tumbles underneath the train but you don't hear any sound of tumbling. Uh, so, Dorian, you're suddenly free. You all oh, scrambled. Mm. Yeah, you probably all scrambled for forward, or are those of you who are behind going to be reluctant to, to cross over the... Only Block is behind Dabrowski, and he yeah, has so, the heart, okay. so... Yeah, when I go across, I kind of... Well, you Crap. notice that the, the the heart does flare up slightly. Okay. Uh, that encourages me to uh, do what I usually don't, which is run quickly across that little like junction. Okay. Why don't you do a lot? Okay. Fifty-one out of fifty-one. Okay. Pass. <laughs> uh, he doesn't make an attempt to grab you. Hmm. Uh. But you do have the feeling that he moves forward on the train. Mm -hmm. Block, you okay, Block? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think we might have been a little adventure like this. Each, each train car connection. Yes, How but are you we. Doing? Will, <laughs> I'm doing okay. We we will make it. We will not die tonight. Now, English. when this all happened just now guys made a bit of noise and a couple of the you can hear a, a couple of people still stirring in their rooms uh, that are in Amelie uh, you can also still hear snoring mm -hmm. uh, well let's see I'll do the luck roll in fact uh, one of the rooms in the middle of the car slides open before uh, before all of you. Um, and a gentleman uh, putting on his 
like a, what do you call it? Like a smoking jacket, like a like a robe. Um, he sticks his head out and he says, "What? What the devil is going on out here? Some Jean-Marie? sort of convention?" Uh, sure, please, Jean Marie, assure him if you can. Oh, Monsieur, don't worry. Uh, uh, we are just on train business. Um, we are sorry we made noise. Please, please go back to bed. Well, do be quiet, he says. <laughs> and uh, he closes the door. Okay. We are, we are saving you from a terrifying being who wishes to kill everything on this train before overpowering all of Europe. Uh, it's just, that's Sweet dreams. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, so at the far end of Amelie, there is another conductor. So you kind of go through the same bit of discussion. And uh, I'd like y'all to do spot hiddens. Uh, no. 23. Uh, a hard success. A hard success. Oh, regular. So those of you who succeeded, especially the hard success, um, this fellow looks quite familiar, and you're pretty sure that he was on the same train. You know, they go back and forth. Uh, that he was on the same train when you were stuck in Vinkovici. Uh, mm. Oh, you're, you're, I remember you. You're the ones who uh, helped with the, the terrorists. We did have that honor, yes. yes. Good morning to you. Sorry to trouble you. What are you reading? Um, uh, I don't know. Emmanuel Kant. <laughs> Keeping very, up on my philosophy. <laughs> very impressive that you stay awake overnight with Emmanuel Kant. Uh, so... I can't put it down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this kind gentleman... Uh, Jean-Marie is taking us to uh, to our stored luggage. Uh, a friend of ours foolishly left an important medication in his trunk every two hours, etc. Spiel. We understand. Oh, okay. Uh, so you you leave uh, Amelie and you step into uh, Etile du Nord, the the restaurant. Um. And standing about halfway through the restaurant, um, Genevar is there. And uh, he's like, ah, oh, so you've brought the pieces. Step any closer, we have brought your death. Curse the heart. I have, I have been a, alive for seventeen hundred years. I am not such a fool. Do you think that you can survive me? I think not. We have surprised Oof. you so far. We will surprise you again. Yes, we will. You but will you've be... given you've given everything away. That's what you think, my friend. Listen, 
My original offer still goes. You will give it to me, or I will kill people on this train, and it will be your fault. You're the one killing. That sounds like your fault to me. No. Yes, you will not slay any more people tonight. I think I shall. You shall not on my dead body. If that is what you wish. So I think we wait for him to make a move because he's faster than we are. How close are we to um, where they might have garlic? We uh, are in the still restaurant. got to get past him, the, the restaurant, the, the, the kitchen's on the other side of him. Oh, oh darn, we're not on the kitchen side of the restaurant cart. Fooey. I'd say we keep pressing forward. If we if we need to confront him, we need to confront him. But standing here, he has the time to wait. We don't. Yeah. He, he well, also seems. You, you want to do a psychology roll? He he uh, doesn't. Yes. He doesn't have a lot of time either. I mean, we are approaching uh, the ninety nine. <laughs> I got I got thirty eight, which is a. Uh, a normal, a normal psychology. You get the distinct impression that he is delighted that you're resisting. Mm -hmm. He likes like the game. a cat playing with its food. Yes. It appears he likes the game, gentlemen, if we haven't figured that already. Maybe we play, play the game. If we fire, of course, we will wake up more members of the train, and he will probably have little difficulty with the bullet, though he doesn't like it. But the more people who come in to find out what the noise is, the more he will kill. Yes. You have progressed quite a way since last I was awakened. I am curious about this age. I will delight in learning everything I can, this strange moving cart and uh, your weapons. Did they have guns in 1780? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Not yeah, great ones. Much greater. So he wouldn't be surprised at that. But you've got electric lights, which he doesn't know what the hell that is. Entrance. Um, Change I have survived so much. I won't be stopped by you. On the other hand, uh, you can continue to explore this age unimpeded. You can leap off the train now, disappear into the wilderness, have grand adventures, and leave us like to do this? what he must do. No, not like this. Look at me. I must be restored, and you hold the key to my restoration. You look marvelous. Yes, I do you, have you do. something that can restore you. Come closer. I will operate. I'm not a fool. I know what you have. I've we, seen we, it before. We don't yeah. have to be adversaries. No, we don't have to be adversaries. I will let you live if you give me the simulacrum. 
Well, we are getting nowhere. Block, I you am, and I? I am not above killing every person on this vehicle. You've made that abundantly clear. Yeah. All right. The, the that, head that, that's of it? You, that's you bit of... Giving us the head of our friend is not an excellent tool in negotiation, honestly. He was doomed when he left your group. Again, used uh, by your own will, not ours. Yeah. That's so, of course, we're, yeah, uh, Block and I are advancing, mm -hmm. I guess, flanking with everyone behind. Just not, yeah. not, no, not trying to rush him because he's faster. Right. And there's no, it's going to be hard to flank though because we're in a train car. So, yeah, you, well, you this is the restaurant though. So we have a little more space. Yeah. yeah. It's not about how, <laughs> how wide are we? It's about what, 12 feet wide? You've got an aisle. There's two seats on each side. So, yeah. yeah. So aisle. the aisles maybe three feet and then you got four feet yeah. and four feet. So, yeah, we could maybe be like, like offset, 11 feet, but not shoulder to shoulder. <laughs> you, um, yeah. you say you advance, you take a, a couple steps forward. Mm -hmm. Um, you do that, and he suddenly lunges a, fo a foot forward and growls like an animal. Uh, you can all do sanity rolls. Yeah. Can't keep it together, Black. Keep it together. You did uh, not keep it I together. Wrote, I rolled 21, but that is a failure, as I am on 19, so. Mm. I failed with a oh. 76, so. 49. Oh, 94. Oh, I failed. We all okay. failed. <laughs> you, you all failed. Your your moment of resolve to take a step forward, you suddenly take a leap back. Oh, my God. You're right. That's a bad choice. Scares, scares you terribly. You can take, uh, yeah. Uh, I'll say I'll say 1d4. Holy moly. Mm. Just on the verge of running for your life. Right. Uh, of course, I take four. So I am now on 15 sanity. Still, still oh, good. Yes. Yay. Still good. <laughs> ah! And he starts cackling at you, laughing. Yeah. I might just start laughing back because I am a little bit out of it. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> um, suddenly. Uh, coming from behind him, from the kitchen area, uh, you see one of the conductors suddenly step out, and he's like, here now, what's going on? Um, stand back from that guy. He's he's a crazy, unhinged person. He's dangerous. And Janivar suddenly moves very quickly backwards and grabs the guy so that he's got him by the neck, by the chest. And he okay. says, I'd say it's been about an hour. What do you say? Go to hell. And the, the man in his arms just suddenly sort of freezes like he's paralyzed. Uh, Jean-Marie, look away. Bloch, we can get a little farther ahead now. Don't don't yeah. do it. Don't kill him. You don't have to be doing this. Why are you choosing to kill everybody? What do I you want the, 
I want the simulacrum. Why don't you just put it in that booth there and back away from it? Is that booth closer to him? No, it's actually right in front of you. Oh. No, we just need to keep pressing because, like, we can't negotiate with this guy. Yes, we can. It's like, whatever. Um, if we give him what he wants, he is stronger than he is now, and that mm-hmm. is oh, not tolerable. Zach. Yeah, just negotiating to hope stall him for 30 mm-hmm. seconds so he yeah. thinks about what we're saying as we press on. Okay, yeah. so you take a couple more steps forward? Yeah. But okay, when you do that, shake. he suddenly grabs the man and opens his mouth and buries his his mouth in the guy's neck and begins to drain him, obviously, of blood. And as he's doing this, he's looking at you out of his eyes. His eyes are glowing red. Uh, But for a moment, he is occupied. Yeah. Yeah, press forward. Go. Yeah. Go quickly. Break into a run toward him. the guy. The fellow yeah. probably came out of the kitchen if the garlic has any possibility. It Y'all doesn't just... look like a kitchen staff. It, it looks like just a conductor. Yeah. Well, I'll try All to right. run past to get to the garlic so I can be of some help, but my knives gun will do nothing to him. Okay. Uh, you will have to do a dodge roll if you want to try to get past him. Sure. Well, I'd, I'd hopefully be doing this as as Gunther and Kurz are confronting him with their with their. We have the spacing problem as we. Do. Yeah, it's, there's only like three <laughs> feet, so. Oh, unless okay. you, so you want, unless you, want you climb you want up over, <laughs> you could theoretically climb up over the booze. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I'll do yeah. that while while block and Kurs confront with the items, I will try to go uh, over uh, a booth and press deeper. Okay. Um, so did you? how did you do on your dodge? Oh, okay. So I, I have yeah. to go first? Oh, okay. I, yeah, I, you I, still have to get past him. I was purposely holding till then. Okay, let's see. Oh, it is a just a regular pass. Okay. Uh, and then Gunter and... Uh, what are you guys doing? I'm just kind of quickly moving toward him, kind of like how, I mean, for like with, if you got a cattle prod, how you try and push the cow yeah. back, you know? Okay. Yeah, I think Gunter is just, I'm going to be on Gunter's shoulder because this has a longer reach, but that is the more potent object. With uh, with each inch you get closer to him, which I assume you're going quickly, though. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah the brightness of that gem gets brighter and you can see it's almost like it's lighting him up like you're shining a red light on him mm-hmm. and he obviously doesn't like it you can see little little you know it's like as if he's getting a sunburn yeah. um gunter dorian what are you doing well that was me yeah uh, but Dorian, what are you doing? I I just have the flower. I have like book open with the flower out. 
I'm behind okay. the people with the effective weapons. Okay. But I want this at the ready. All right. Yeah, so I'm being cautious now. Uh, I am following behind Gunter and Curse. So. Okay. Um, as you move forward, uh, there he he's almost in a uh, draining the life out of this man. Uh, you can see a couple of things. One is his eyes sort of glaze over as he's doing it. Um, and you you take that to mean that there's a, a moment or two where he is kind of in an ecstatic state. Um, so he might be a little vulnerable. Uh, Roland, you also noticed the place where you slashed him earlier on the, on the hand, um, it's still open, mm -hmm. you know? Right. Uh, All right. I'm going to like almost like a bull bull run at him, try and knock him over with my hitting him with the heart versus what I'm going to try and do. Okay. <laughs> well, he's what are you organ. aiming for? Uh, well, if he's got that guy's body in front of him, his head forehead's probably you know like right. the crown of his head's probably the okay so clearest right target. Here. Yeah. Okay. I'll go ahead and roll. Uh, brawl. Yeah. Come on. Thirty-one is a pass. Okay, he did not dodge. So as you run forward, uh, from his perspective, it almost seems like he's moving in slow motion because of the the rush of blood. Um, mm -hmm. But you run forward and you touch that to his forehead, and it immediately bursts into flame. At the same time, Doctor Roland, you're running forward with the knife. Yeah. What are you What are you aiming for? There's not much to aim at. He's, He's got his uh, arm. Yeah. yeah. If I If I take off his right arm from the elbow down, I think he'll notice this. The conductor won't be injured in any meaningful way. Uh. Okay, go ahead and brawl. Well, the the conductor's already. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. gonna that doesn't mind. That's why he won't be injured. Fifteen. Uh, so I can make it hard for three points. Okay, you'll have to because I got a hard. All right, mm. never better spent. Okay, so in that moment, uh, his forehead kind of bursts with a flame and you bring the knife down on his shoulder and you do some serious damage. Um, I'd say you're going to do a one D one D six damage. Nice. That Come knife. on. Ew. Well, you, you, you cut him badly and it doesn't seem to make any difference whether you're hitting bone or, flesh it just cuts right in um he lets go of the conductor and throws him forward at you uh so you guys are splattered with blood mm -hmm. at the same time and he he backs away uh and you don't see any healing of this and of course he's put out the fire yeah but he's like 
curse you, curse you. And he suddenly turns and disappears into the the darkness towards the kitchen. And you are left in silence, but the that conductor is dead. Yeah. Or is he? Oh. He's oh, that's drained. right. It's been drained, which means he is. Sure. All right, another head to throw out the window. Pick him up, lift his hair, and use the Mimsihis. Nice. <laughs> which, of course, glows a little brightly as it takes the last drops of his life force. Yeah. And just open a window and toss the head. Did, can, can, can we make sure there's no one else in this car seeing this? Because that would be a terrible thing for someone no, there's, else. There's nobody in here, but there's, there's Jean-Marie. Yeah. Jean Marie is traumatized. We probably are too, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Jean Marie needs to go to bed and, yeah. and have a have a complete adventure in another world. Yeah, yeah. This grandpa more prepared. He went. He fell back into the kitchen. Uh, my military training would kick in from from the Great War, and that was attack 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 and so i feel the need that we need to press press our advantage while we have it okay hopefully Indeed. since thursby beat him into the kitchen he's already got six rounds of garlic on each arm yeah i mean relentless attacks worked at verdun so let's do it all right oh yeah so gunter <laughs> i mean so uh theodore you get to the kitchen first um it's not a huge kitchen but you do see where the stores are and there are cloves of garlic hanging there excellent so you you grab a hold of those I, and just at the, probably just at the moment that you grab a hold of those he flashes past you into the foregone now the foregones also have guards so there are people still ahead of you i think the operative the, word is that the foregones had guards or at least it will be shortly. In the kitchen, I will take a brief moment and, and uh, coat my two hunting knives with uh, uh, the garlic juice. Just smear it all over there. Okay. And then I hand the rest of the garlic out to everybody else. Good. Okay. So you've all got garlic. Ropes of garlic pockets. over each arm. <laughs> We don't yeah. look crazy enough. No. Oh yeah, I make I make sure like with the pulp or whatever with the that you know from the the leftover from what I used on my two knives, mm -hmm. I kind of like go to to um, to Jean Marie and um, you know just trying to like loosen them up, give them like you know I one of those loosen up shoulder massages just very briefly okay. but make sure i have plenty of garlic all over my hand as i do that so he's got you know maybe a moment of reprieve from a vampire now, now having chopped a lot of garlic in my life get two things one is it's very sticky uh when it gets on you and the other one is after a while it will start to burn yeah yep Right. But only on flesh, not on Jean-Marie's 
shoulders of his right, vest. Right. Yeah, and on the Not knife. On clothes. I've got some on my hand. I, I'll wipe as we pass through the kitchen car. I'll just take a a, a damp damp towelette, which I'm sure there's a handful of, and just kind of make sure I do a quick scrub. I mean, just take five seconds of that. Right. Right. Okay. Uh, you definitely can hear a noise and rattling and stuff coming from from ahead of you. You're not sure if the second fork on got opened and closed or or something. Um, but you do hear somebody call out, "Hey, what are you doing?" Up ahead. Too late for they them. They probably yell it in French. Yeah, yeah. Uh -oh. I, I keep moving quickly. Okay. So you pass the kitchen and you come to the first fork on. Now the fork on uh it's basically top to bottom uh baggage. Mm -hmm. Uh they not only transport people's baggage but also mail for for stops along the way and uh, there are three foregons and they are full of stuff. Um Jean-Marie, Jean-Marie. Uh, oh, I think the you. good news, of course, I'm thinking, is that he heard this thing that's not human say he would kill anyone on the train. So he has some motivation, although the bad news is he saw a colleague murdered and me behead him. So it's rough. But Jean-Marie, that thing, we believe uh, it sleeps on the train in, in soil in a casket. We don't know what he called himself. It might have been Jean Avar. But do you have, how can you help us find a particular object, the size that would hold a human being in soil in these cars? Well, there, there are crates. Um, but I mean, we will have to look. It could be anywhere the way they, they and there's, the labeling is not always obvious until they take them out and put them on the dock. Mm -hmm. uh, and do each each car does not have a manifest of some kind with numbers and names of the. There's a general manifest for everything, but uh, as I say they don't really do any of that business until it's on the dock, until they unload. It it couldn't be too buried because wouldn't wouldn't he have to get to his coffin? I mean, we assume he hopped out of it before he came down to train to attack us, so it should be on, on, on a surface of some kind, yes. Unless he turns into some sort of vapor, that purpley, misty mist oh. that around him, and then he just seeps into it. Mm. Yeah, it complicates things. Well, first thing, is there a copy of the manifest here? So if we could see if there's a name Jean of Art at all. Uh, that would be... I don't think he's in... going to... We should definitely check the manifest, but I believe he's been getting on and off a train via hypnotism. Yeah. When he lures yeah. people to the windows. But the theory that we've been working on is that he's going to get into his soil before the sunrise. Or at least shelter some sort of... Some kind of shelter, yeah. Shelter something or other. Where where would a creature like that hide? Well, if if 
like the stories of vampires, this is Jean-Marie, if, if it's like the stories of vampires, wouldn't it be a coffin? That's what we expect, yeah. Well, we'll have to look. Yeah. Of course, there's also a hundred places one could hide in, in here amongst the packages. And... Yeah, well, the heart glows when we are near him, and his eyes glow in the dark. That makes it a little difficult to be completely subtle, I hope. The heart, at least. Yeah. All right. Um. So you're going to have to search. You have three forecons. You're in number three right now. Three, two, one to the front of the train. Yeah. Um. This you can good. shift. You can shift stuff around a little bit. You know, but um. Uh, you are, of course, immediately confronted by that guard. He comes forward and he says. Well, what's going on? There's, there's nobody supposed to be uh, in the foregone this time of night. Um, I assume you give him your story. Yeah. You guys are splattered with blood. He doesn't. Well, yeah, well that, yeah. that 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 the uh, the fellow who ran past you before us. He's a madman. He's he murdered at least two people on the train. Jean Marie and I uh, is leading us forward to help find him. Mon Dieu! Uh, he could be hiding anywhere. Did you see what he his appearance? Uh, it was so quickly he ran past me. Um, uh, should we alert everyone? Uh, I will go get help and come back. So he's going to do that. Um, All right, let's, let's start looking. So... Yep. You're going to search the foregone. I would like one of you, one of you to roll a four-sided dice. Who wants to do it? I oh, got it. Oh, you got it, Morgan. Gabriel. Yeah. One. Okay. It's going to take you 10 minutes to try to figure out where he, more or less where he couldn't be, mm -hmm. you know. If you see a bunch of suitcases, obviously he can't be there. Um, and you can't really move things. Oh, you're using the heart. Yeah, I'm using the heart like uh, the Ghostbusters. Metal detector. <laughs> yeah. Vampire detector. Yeah. I've yeah. got I movement. Mean, essentially, that's why, how I think it works. So. <laughs> yes, and it is. It, it does. It flickers like a candlelight almost as you're moving around. Uh, but it's not particularly bright in here, although it's brighter than when you're in the well-lit part of the train. Mm -hmm. It's almost like the darker it gets, the brighter it gets. Yeah. Um, but Doctor, uh, but, but but Gunter, I would like you to do a willpower roll. Pal, okay. That is a regular. Okay. You definitely feel like the heart is affecting you. You really don't want to be here, and you really, you're not sure whether your loyalties to your friends are, is worth all of the trouble that you've gone through. Yeah. Um, 
it's not quite on the border of hatred, but you could you feel like you could hate them if this doesn't relieve itself. But you also yeah. probably think that it's it's partly influenced by that that thing in your hand. Yeah. But, yeah. All right. I look at it. So after after ten minutes. Uh, of moving stuff around, you just don't think he could be in this part of the train. Yeah. This is a short-term passenger luggage also, so. So you you get to the other end, and uh, by the time you've done that, uh, the the conductor has come back, and he has brought two other conductors with him. Mm-hmm. They have armed themselves. Oh, are they, they, are have, they coming uh, from from the cars we haven't been in, or cars? No, they're coming us? from behind you. Oh, yeah. Okay, dang it. <laughs> um, That's good news because they saw the the headed corpse of a colleague. So they true. don't think we're m- making it up. Right. They are convinced, and Jean Marie has helped that there are terrorists on the terrain. And that you are actually, uh, you've already gone through this once back in Vinkovici, and you've gone through it a number of times. Yes, the guy, the other conductor has said, oh, oh these friend. are the guys who, uh, yeah, <laughs> saved the train before. <laughs> All right, so you cross over. Uh, there's that moment of tenseness as you cross over once again you're you're passing but nothing happens uh you get into the next cart uh who wants to roll a 1d4 i will roll one all right okay i will roll three <laughs> okay it's going to take you a half an hour then to work your way through this car um, there are a few moments, Gunter, when you think that, that that crystal in your hands lights up a little bit, but mm-hmm. you're not sure. You also, you can all do listen rolls to see if you hear anything. Listen. Okay. I hear nothing. 14 <laughs> is a hard success. I yeah. got a 14. A double 14. A fail. Two 14s. Jeez, you are, the, everything in here creaks and rattles, uh, but you're almost sure that something is on the outside of the train moving along or up and over or under the floorboards. You just, it's its an yeah. awful feeling. Yeah, he, he didn't like the outcome when he confronted us mockingly face-to-face, so he's trying to figure out how to get in behind us kill you and so the heart is gone so we must be extra vigilant maybe one of the reasons this takes longer is because Bloch and I are basically back to back with the heart and the knife just sort of rotating (laughs) right so you you take 30 minutes you search through here there are a few boxes that you think, you know, are trunk size that you could fit a body in. Um, but 
then again, not, you know. And so you cross over into the third one. And now the, the, you've got you've got at least three other employees, all of them armed, helping you mm. search. Yeah, and there should be some, he should be leaving some bit of uh, blood trail. I mean, he, he's a messy eater. Well, if he so, went outside the plant train. Yeah. Up to a spot hidden. All of us, or just the the two? Well, uh, Doctor Kerr said it. So fourteen. So that is hard. Uh, yeah, hard. You in fact have seen traces of blood. There's definitely a place where he may have grabbed a hold of something as he went by and left a bloody handprint. Um, and you know it's him because that that hand is emaciated and. Uh, you know, almost like the fingers are longer than they should be. Yeah. Although, luckily, prints are not so evidence. You know, it could be smeared, so they won't right. just panic. Yeah, and I can say to the conductors, "Yeah, he is. It, he, he has been here." All right. So you're going to get to the third car. Who wants to roll? Two. Very good. All right. So it's going to take 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. um, this time, as you were going along and moving stuff and shoving stuff, um, Gunter, at, at right about 20 minutes, uh, your stone seems to brighten. Um, you can see that in the corner of the train shoved all the way against the wall with lots and lots of um, luggage piled on top and in front of it. There does seem to be a crate. Um, it's fancy. It's it's almost like a large wardrobe trunk, uh, but laying flat. You can see that it looks like it's made out of uh, either uh, maybe fancy wood or leather, on the outside and you can see that along the right where the lid and the the body of it attach there are a couple of holes mm -hmm. that seem to be part of it oh that's um, certainly not it i checked that one last i mean no <laughs> <laughs> well you were thinking about him being able to alter his uh yeah his form and and become gaseous uh did anyone get the manifest oh sure yeah the yeah uh the way well, they got the manifest they're not quite sure though why you want to look in the luggage how could he possibly how could the terrorist possibly get into this I'm, piece of luggage i'm more concerned that he might have planted a bomb in the luggage very good, very good. Um, uh, you look through the manifest. Uh, what shall we say? Do a, do a spot hidden. It's as mm. good as anything. Oh, I was going to think account, accounting. Okay. Yeah. We'll oh, count. if you've got accounting, do accounting. Why not? <laughs> Never get a roll accounting. 
for good reason with that role. I never, I never, I never leave home without my accounting skill. I got decent accounting, but man, 90s. Let's, let's just say that as you hold the, you go through the pages of the manifest, mm-hmm. you, you don't find any Janivar. Yeah. He has many names, of course. Yeah, I was trying to see, okay, hey, this crate here that grabbed my attention, is it like what what number, number name 0013? would be? Yeah, what number is associated with it, but not with that role, I couldn't figure it out. So did anybody else want to look at the manifest? Yeah, sure. I, mean, I I have the suspicion that if he's been hypnotizing people to get his crate on and off the train, it may not even be on the manifest. Yeah, that's a very good thing. If that's, in fact, what you're looking for, yeah, you don't see any crate that size listed anywhere on the manifest. I mean, we could use that. So when Dr. Naruto points that out, I've already laid the groundwork. Hey, there could be a bomb in here. I'm like, hey, here is an unaccounted uh, you know, crate that was not checked in. It's kind of like, hey, you don't leave an unaccompanied bag at an airport. That's you know, that immediately is right. It's odd. suspicious. Yeah. To which they say, what's an airport? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, there are airports. <laughs> there are airports. You yeah. guys haven't realized, but you could have flown this whole trip. Yeah, that's no. right. <laughs> that's so many more luck rolls to do that. Uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, I, I would like to um, consult. Uh, I would like to basically consult away from the conductors. Over okay. the crate, as we discuss, I think I want to inspect this, Kurtz, and I we'll still have to move all of the luggage that's on top and on the sides of it. Well, I'm wondering what happens if I, since they he built in holes, if I shove the mimsahis into the hole and give it a little swivel back and forth, if it responds, I mean, it cuts through everything. I won't feel anything because it's so smooth, but I might hear a shriek or. Well, why not might... just cut into the box itself, right? We could just cut. We don't have to move anything, but you can use the knife to just Did... open it didn't, up. Yeah. Right? Didn't we just minutes ago hear it running over the car, though? Yeah. But it, we think it was going ahead of us, although it's... Well, yeah. Yeah. And it's minutes. You... It's been an hour we've been up here. Have you, Dr. Roland, at any point... Use the memsahis on something that's not alive. Yeah, and it doesn't. It's uh, it, it sucks it, your magic. Yeah, it's draining. Yeah, it's not for. Yeah, but if I but since there is a hole, I'm just wondering, and I'll be able to tell whether it's reaching living tissue or living tissue, or if it's just hitting soil or rock or something, because it will feel. Oh, that's a good point. So when. I cut when I got the that knife from you, Dr. Kurz, and cut into the vampire before. Did I feel that drain me because he's not alive? No. Okay. He, is, he is animated. Uh, okay, so he is, he is organic. So organically animated, it, not yeah, okay, more more so even than than cut wood. Okay, got it, got it. And we didn't actually ever go over it, but Theodore, reflecting on that moment, 
you did get something like a burst of information in your head about physical anatomy that you don't remember learning anything about physical anatomy. Yeah. You felt like you suddenly knew how, uh-oh. 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 Oh. How the human body work. No, you weren't supposed to experiment on Dorian. D- I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Carried away. <laughs> yeah. He's back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're back. I want to write that down now. Who knows what's happened there? <laughs> <laughs> You're yeah. back in the same spot, so we're fine. All right. Um, so, yeah, you felt as if you had gained a little bit of medical knowledge in the medical. process. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you don't know how. It's yeah. almost like you remembered medical knowledge Hmm. Um, but you don't remember from where um all right so you have to start moving the luggage out of the way Uh, so anything from sticking the mc in the hole well you got to reach it first oh we can see the holes in the leather you can see it but there's stuff piled all around i'm sorry yeah um all right so as you the uh the gentlemen, uh, the, the conductors are uh, confused. Um, how could he get into the... Oh, you're, you're afraid that it's a bomb. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And it's not on the manifest. Uh, so you begin moving this stuff. Yeah, and if they want to continue looking because they've seen the bloody handprints... Right. You know. uh, they will continue looking. Yeah, they're um, with it. All right, so as you move the stuff out of the way, you realize something else, and that is that there are two large chains that are wrapped around the the crate uh, and a big padlock to keep it locked um, so that it's not so easy to open. Uh, But it's also heavy when you try to move it. Well, if we can take a little bit of pain with that knife and just cut one link with the knife, the, the knife should be able to get through it. It would hurt us a little bit, but at least yeah. we get one link and it w- should theoretically come open. Also, there are tools in the foregone for moving things and such. There'll be a crowbar. Uh, you know, there'll be a, a heavy hammer. We can. Nebraska's good at picking locks. I thought he's, he's a... I am the master of locking. Yes. Also, I assume that the foregons have over large doors in them. They do. So one option would be to shove the crate out just before dawn and watch it smash to pieces in the in the beautiful morning sunlight. Then we don't have to let him come out and fight us some more. The problem is, um, the people who are helping us think that it's a bomb, so we need yeah, to get it dealt with sooner let's open it. Later. Yeah. Yes. Although, throw it, yeah. If we throw right. it out and it doesn't break open, he could just go into it while it's dark, then it becomes light, he spends the 12 hours inside, and then at nighttime escape. So it would trap him for a half day. 
right. All right. So you've moved stuff out of the way so that you have access to it. Did you want to cut the links? Well, can we pick the lock? I can. I could give it a go if. Go for right. it. Yeah, and we can. Yeah, if Why that does do a lock pick. Try one of these. Let's go. Uh, my unlocking skill hasn't failed me so far. That's right. <laughs> It soft failed me, but um, I got a 14. Oh, nice. A 14. Your skill. That's yeah, that's good. Which right. is, is uh, so close to a extreme. It's a hard. Okay. So you go up forward and you begin to. Another 14, yeah. That's the lucky number tonight. Um, so, Dorian, you you move forward, and you you manage to you hear the lock click. And uh, do you remove the lock? Yeah, yes, I remove it, but I'm gonna remove it and then undo everything slowly. There. Okay, so you're uh, say it again. You're undoing the lock slowly. Yeah, I'm undoing it slowly, just trying to see if I can hear anything whilst I'm... Well, the, the chains themselves make quite a noise on top yes. of just moving them around. Yes. Um, so you don't hear anything. Mm -hmm. hmm. uh... We also haven't heard any screams or shots. No, let's, no. let's open it. Okay, so Dorian's standing in front of it. What yeah. do you want to do? Dorian, uh, is it open uh, on a hinge on the long side? Yes. yes. So, Dorian, maybe you are on the back, and you yes. and, and uh, 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 Block and I will be at the opening side. Yes, let's is do this, that. Is the heart glowing brightly? It is starting to glow quite brightly. Ready? Yes. Okay. Garlic blades at the ready. Right. Anger so, um, Dorian steps towards the, we'll call it the bottom of the box, uh, and Gunter, you're stepping towards the top of the box. Sure. Yep. Okay. And you're going to open it. Okay. You open the box. Uh, the the lid is quite heavy, uh, and the the chains then rattle to the floor. And as you open it, you can see that it is an empty box, uh, but there is a layer of dirt in the bottom of it. And just as you do that, uh, Dorian uh, suddenly looks at you all quite surprised as Janivar is behind him and reaching up and has him in his clutches and he's like move back let him go move back or I will kill your friend Dubrovsky have you uh, recently opened yourself up at the confessional <laughs> 
not not recently, but I oh, well, I, I pray every night. So I obviously say it very muffled, but I pray every night. About to pray. So who's closest to him? Like how how what, what's the well, when you saw when you saw Janivar, you of course all sort of took a step away from him. Yeah, uh, but he's he's wrapped around Dorian, the way he was wrapped around uh, the conductor. Mm-hmm. And this time he is staring right at you and the Memsahis and you and the heart. Throw that thing away. Not and gonna he, happen. And he tightens his grip on Dorian. The crate um, in between, uh, yeah. Us. The, okay, yeah. He's he's kind of come up from behind the crate mm-hmm. and grabbed Dorian. Don't listen to him. Shoot the hostage. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna teach you how to do <laughs> 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 we, we we don't negotiate with terrorists. <laughs> Uh, just don't, don't listen don't listen to him the guards have been alerted now and they've come running over and they're they're pointing at uh, Jennifer with their guns yeah um I kind of lean over like I'm going to set the heart down into the dirt does the heart change colors like is the dirt evil no okay dirt is the dirt throw it away throw it away now and he digs his nails in a little bit into dorian dorian gasps uh i'm Ah. going to lean forward with the mimsahis as if to set it into the trunk and then i'm going to plunge it through the roof of the trunk into john maybe into a little dabrowski if he's but hopefully not we can sew. We can sew Dorian back together with the knife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, go ahead and do a brawl if that's what you're going to try. Can I? I know I'm tangled, but can I somehow try and aid? You can by... try. Um, we'll say roll a luck roll, Dorian. Okay. Oh, my lowest stat. Let's. <laughs> Go. <laughs> oh, seven. Ooh. Uh, not as good as 14. It's not. What did you get, Dr. Roland? But it's halfway. <laughs> uh, you know, I really should do some uh, training when we're next stopped, but I only have to spend nine luck to make it work. And I think under these circumstances, it would be insane not to. I yeah. don't know any way to push it. I mean, pushing it would be insane with my brawl skill. You can't push fighting right. fights. Right. Yeah, so if I spend nine, I have a regular, and I assume he was surprised, and Dabrowski helped. Got a six. Ah. Uh-huh. When you plunge the knife up, uh, the tip of the knife uh, cuts, let's say, just slightly into Janivar's abdomen and as he screams and pulls back from it he you see the flesh on uh, 
Dabrowski's neck split open. No! And in a move just sort of like that, he literally tears. No! I I lunge at this dirty, rotten, with with the garlic-coated blades. Okay, do a... Do a... Dr. Dorian is thrown in three different directions. (laughs) Oh, darn it. What is that? I can't read it. 37. Okay, 37, I believe that's... Yeah, it's a regular, a regular head. Okay. I got a double O two, so you don't... He dodges your swing with the garlic. uh, Because his hands are free at this point. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm sure they're a little bit covered with tatters. Yeah. Polish shreds. Uh, <laughs> oh, <for God. laughs> so, uh, I, I, I have the police staff begun firing their rifles in terror. Uh, I think that they, they should have, except they were so traumatized that they yeah. fell back in horror. They'll probably yeah. fire immediately on the next round. Well, if I have an action, um, mm-hmm. I've still got the flower, so feels okay. a lot less menacing than the Memsahis or the garlic knives. But hey, it's it's something. A flower at Doctor Dorian's you funeral. Move forward with the flower and do a do a brawl roll. Thirty-one is a pass. Okay. Um, it seems more to annoy uh, Janivar at this point, and he, it's its very strange. It's almost like he lifts off the ground, like his gravity reverses, and he suddenly is crawling like a spider on the roof of the cart uh, to get away from you. Uh, Everybody else can, except Dorian, can still fight. So. Okay. <laughs> my little uh, flesh could fight. I'm going to uh, give in to my anger from this heartstone and try and like re- jump up or s- step on like some of the baggage we moved to reach up there and like maybe grab his leg and slam the heart in- into it. Okay, go ahead and do a, do a brawl roll. Okay. I think that's, uh, that's that's worth the luck spend to get a regular. Okay, as he starts to move past you, you you hit his leg with the heartstone and pull it along his leg, and you see his leg, uh, at least where you've touched it, turns black and mm-hmm. uh, bursts into flame, uh, and he screams as he is literally crawling on the the ceiling. Doctor Kurz. He's actually uh, almost above you. Yeah, the um, and the, his crate casket is very stable, so I will step onto it and thrust upward as well. Okay. It's worth a try. 41 is too many to spend at this point, because okay. now he is on the run and we have his casket, so I'm... All right. Um, and there's about to thrust, be a volley of gunshot. 
you thrust upwards and you miss uh, uh, as he goes past you. Uh, and the uh, the men almost fall backwards as he's moving towards them and they fire into him. Uh, you can see that it does a, what should be a great deal of damage. Um, but as he takes a few more crawls on the ceiling, you can see the wounds closing up very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but it has slowed him down. At least it slowed him down for a oh, moment. Good. So you all can still get another. He's confined. There's not very far he can go in any direction. Well, I'll I'll try to keep him. I'll keep harassing him with flour, garlic. Okay. I'm like seasoning. Him. I'm seasoning him. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, so why don't you do once again a. Uh, Brawl. 27 is good. Okay. Uh you you start hurting him. Do you want to hurt him towards the other foregons or do you want to hurt him towards the engine? Um I want to hurt him back to where the others can attack him again. So that means back towards the engine. That's the way I'm okay. Him. Um, all right. So he ends up moving in that direction. Uh, you're you're kind of blocking him from the rest of the train. Uh, uh, but he uh, uh, he's still on the ceiling. Uh, so Theodore. Um, yes. Oh, I will do my best to, to, uh, yeah, garlic. Hit him with your garlic knives. Yeah. I'm hoping it does something, uh, as opposed to just make me feel like I have something that might be helpful. Let's see. Ooh, uh, uh, oh, no, 14 again. That's fu- Yes, the 14. That is a hard. He is unable oh. to dodge as you rake your knife across him. Where do you aim for? Okay. I'm going to plunge both. Like, I'm just trying to shish kebab him up there. I guess the, his midsection. Okay. You know, center mass, just, just whatever I can get a shot at. Really. That's it. Uh, With that roll, was that a hard? It was a hard. Yeah. Okay. We'll say that you do, in fact, manage to plunge your knives into each of his sides, kind of pinning him towards the ceiling. And although he has the strength in sort of wrenching himself to uh, knock the knives out of your hand that are sticking in him, um, you can see that there is definitely smoke coming from the spot where your garlic knives have pierced his skin uh, a moment later and he's going to flip down to the ground and take the knives and throw them away mm. uh, oh Gunter. i just i le- i left them in them oh okay yeah cuz he kind of jerked and knocked them out of your hands go okay they were stuck in gunter got it uh i'm going to try and uh, 
get the stone on him again and you know uh i assume the knife wounds are just they're not a gaping wound that i could like get it under his flesh with so no but they're 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 pretty good wounds you just can't quite get to them they're yeah slits. yeah yeah I'm, okay yeah it makes sense i am uh if i can get get closer to his like neck that's what i'm going to be aiming for but you know center mass is generally upper torso with the hope of hitting the okay. neck with it all right go ahead and try uh i don't got that much luck yeah he's he's too fast he's now flipping and yeah. landing back on his feet dr kurz no, I, I'm I'm positioning myself uh, at so that he can't leave into the engine room, right? Where he can do well, the most havoc. You've also kind of you've gone like this and yeah. missed, and now he's in front of you. And he's so scattered he's, away, but yeah, he's uh, not that far in front of you. Oh, great! I will try a strike. I will also, while the mayhem is happening, I will uh, tell uh, Jean Marie to dump the soil out of his casket. Well, okay, maybe one of the others could help them. Not sure that's possible, but they can try. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 17 is a regular. I can okay. make it hard for five. He did not dodge. Okay. Um, why don't you roll a 1d8? Happily. Four. That's still pretty good. I'm going to say that as he, as he, let's see, what are you aiming for? Right in the chest. If he had a heart, slice it out. He doesn't dodge. You move forward and your knife goes into his chest as once again, as if it were butter or a lightsaber. And then, uh, <laughs> Once it's in there, what 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 do you want to do? You you have this medical knowledge all of a sudden in your head that yeah, that's true. I've learned a great deal. Uh, I think I want to uh, get far enough in to reach the spine and then move downward to one side so that he is flops open. Okay. Now he has not rolled well at this point. Your knife goes into him, and it's you. You you get this wave of knowledge that most of the organs in his body are desiccated, uh, except for his heart and his circulatory system, and you are slicing through that. And when your knife hits his spine, it slices through the spine without anything at all uh he takes a couple of stumbling moves forward and falls face down uh onto the ground but he is thrashing like a wild animal and he's got claws look quickly <laughs> yeah i'll try to step a boot on one of the claws just to slow it down. Do a brawl. That's no good. 84. Okay. Yeah, he's he's too too thrashy. Could I um, try the other the other claw then? Sure. While just so I mean, one claw is better than no claw. 
And that's, uh, oh, Jiminy Crickets, that's a 90. That would be a fail. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's, you're almost afraid to try because those claws could easily hit you and cut you up. Dr. Neruda? Um, so we're trying to pin his You've... arms down so that Gunter can finish him off with the heart. Is that the idea? Yeah. Or Roland can. Yeah. Yeah. Cut out his heart with that Memsahis. Yeah. I'll, I'll try to restrain him. I'll also let you guys do a group luck roll to see if the guards will help you. 44 yeah. is a pass on Brawl. Okay. If they so, have bayonets. Yeah, probably they don't have fixed bayonets <laughs> inside of the train. Yeah. <laughs> <They would laughs> be able to carry the guns. Yeah. Um, uh, all right. So, Gunter, I mean, uh, Naruto, you run forward and you manage to get one of his arms pinned down. Uh, do a group luck roll. Who's got the lowest luck? I got 44. 68. I think it's you with 44. I got 53. And no, I'm down to 42 after the last spend. Sure. Ooh, 42. Oh, 51. It's uh, not the answer to okay. anything. <laughs> so I will say that the men come rushing forward to try and hold him down, but his thrashing, he manages to throw them off or mm -hmm. keep them at bay, except that Dr. Neruda's got one of his hands pinned down. Oh, maybe I slice that hand off first and we go part by part. Think of all the suffering he has caused that yeah, could I'm, be good reduces yeah, he's really he's yeah, got some strength in him or i guess i go roll. i go uh not on the hand side but the bicep side okay yeah um do i get a bonus because he's holding him down yes i'll give you a bonus thank you that's made all the difference uh so another 17. and i got a triple zero <laughs> so oh. you put your you put your knee on his chest where you've already wounded him, and you bring the, the memsahis down and you slice from shoulder to side down to the floor of the car, uh, and his arm comes off uh, in Doctor Gabriel's hand, <laughs> and for a moment it continues doing this and then it stops and 2000 years catch up to it or 1700 years catch up to it and it withers and it skeletonizes and it falls into a pile of dust on the floor and uh Jennifer is now screaming and it's mm. almost deafening yeah okay where is um, your confidence now? Uh, nope. Theodore. Get him, um, Theodore. I I try to collect my uh, my knives with the guard because my my revolver is not going to do anything. So I'm gonna I'll go and collect my knives. If they're not next to me, I'll use them. I'll pick them up and attack. But I'm guessing it's a little farther away. Oh. Um. No, they're, 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 there's nothing's far away. Everything is right there. So you okay, pick I'll up. pick them up and do my best to plunge them into them. 
would that be with a disadvantage or would, do I get a regular roll there? Just a regular roll. Cool. Oh, bunnies. That would be a 69. That's a miss. Okay. Um, you you attempt to throw the knife, or, or at least plunge the knives in, and uh, you're just catching cl- cloth. You're not catching his skin. Um, which is odd, because you should be at least catching, you know, his leg or something, but you're not getting any resistance from it. Um, cool. Doctor, I mean, uh, Gunter. Uh, I'm going to take the uh, Heartstone and uh, I'm going to, again, I'm, it's making me hateful and angry and I'm going to be like, you know, just beat, try and beat down on his forehead, really aiming for his eyes because I just want to just kind of like you bashing someone with a rock. Okay. Now it only seems to do damage when it's touching him. So yeah, I know, but I'm just I. I All right, go ahead and do a brawl. Into the rage. I nailed that floor with a sixty-seven. That's a miss. Okay. Um, what happens is, is as you come down with the heart stone, at first you think you are smashing his head in, mm-hmm. but then you realize that your hand is starting to pass through his head Mm. and a kind of purple mist is rising up around him. Dr. Roland, Dr. Kurz. I think I'm going to try cut out his heart. Take another limb off. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I think I mean, he fell when he fell in pieces. He his top part landed face up. I'm assuming from this face down, face down. Yeah, so he can't easily see what we're up to. I'm going to see if I can get another decapitation on my dance card for tonight. Yeah, 88 is no good. Mm. All right. You guys realize that he seems to be discorporating. Yeah. The um, reason that Thursby didn't get him is because he's starting to shrivel out of something. Uh, Bloch, could you give Thursby the heart? Um. Unless it has a supernatural hold on me, I would do that. <laughs> you can do it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Thursby is fresh. Hey. See if you can get it in the wound. All right. There is a big gaping hole in the middle of his chest. Oh yeah, I'll 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 just I'll take it and do my best to just shove it right there. Okay. Do a brawl roll. Wow! Look at that. Yes, it's it's a regular. It's a regular success. Um, I can I can put um, uh, 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 luck to make it hard. Let's uh, let's leave it at regular. Um, 
his his body is still halfway incorporated when you shove the heart stone into the wound that Dr. Uh, Kurz created, um, you, there's some resistance as you push it in. And you can see in this sort of half-invisible body, um, it it's solidifying. You can see the edge around the wound turns black. Um, and a creeping sort of blackness is running up Genevar's chest and down towards his loins of re recorporation. And then it immediately begins to flame uh, to the point where you have to get back away from it. Um, one of the one of the guards runs for a uh, fire bucket extinguisher. Fire extinguisher. Yeah. Um, Do they have more than buckets of sand? Do they have spray foam? Whatever. They had something. Yeah, especially on trains, they were terrified of fire. Yeah, um, yeah they, they had fire extinguishers. So... Uh, Genevar calls out. I, I'll have you all do constitution rolls to see if if your eardrums are damaged Ooh. by the sound. Yeah, Ooh, I passed. I would need to spend seven points of luck to pass. Yeah, it's okay. Sure. So, ow. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's it's a deafening roar, and uh, you can see the blackness creeps over his whole body, um, whatever's left of it. And uh, he screams something in either Latin or Greek. You're not quite sure what it is. It just sounds like mumbo jumbo. And uh, in almost a, a burst of flame, like as if he were made out of gas, uh, there's a whoof like that. And then there's a uh, just as if somebody took a, a fireplace full of ashes and just flung it all over everything in the car. There's a whoomph and uh, everybody's covered in ashes and Jennifer is no more. Um, I'm going to roll a sand for losing Dorian. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was good. I yell out to Dr. Kerr, use the mumps. He's put his throat back together, even though I'm, pretty sure that's not gonna work but yeah he's literally been torn apart yeah it, it doesn't it doesn't reintroduce the lost fluids for example or I bring think back should, to life what's dead should we put dorian's remains in janavar's casket with the garlic around him yeah ship him home to the homeland for a proper burial oh god i i wouldn't i wouldn't put that put our good friend Dorian in such an evil container. Yeah, fair enough. I passed. I'm still going to lose a point. Yeah. yeah, same here. So, now there is an aftermath to that. The conductors are they don't know how to process what's happened. But you think that their rational minds lock onto the idea that there was a terrorist on board, that somehow he had blown up Dr. Dorian, 
that had accidentally blown up himself and there there will be a full inquiry when you're you're going to be pulling into adrianopolis to have your passports and everything checked um the train will thus be delayed a couple of hours in adrianopolis uh as they investigate what the hell happened (laughs) um but in the end you will be moving on to constantinople um and uh because of your reputation your reputation's already been established uh they believe that you have already that there's been a a spate of terrorism uh, that's been going on. The train was, was, uh, you know, almost derailed. Um, So thanks to you, the bad guys have been thwarted and uh, you'll, you'll still be a bit under investigation when you get to Constantinople, but the horror of this whole thing will be over. <laughs> uh, at least the dread, the immediate horror of the whole thing will be over. Constantinople is going to be a walk in the park. Oh, yeah. It's no longer the horror on the Orient Express. It's just the Orient Express. <laughs> and uh, and that's, mm-hmm. I think, where we will leave it for the evening. Mm-hmm. Um, our players can I, more can I say something, Tom? Oh yes, you can. Yes. Yeah. Go ahead. Um so it kind of works. So while you guys are probably being investigated, at some point you fell asleep. You find yourselves in the dreamlands briefly. And you see Dorian there. Can't really communicate with him, but he does have something to say. So my my time is up. It's over. I lived a hard life, struggled looking after my mother and sister, was dealing with my father. I, I grew up, grew stronger, followed my gut. Ended up at the Miskatonic with my sister in tow. Worked goddamn hard. An extraordinary life I lived, and it only got more unique. Weird. I got embroiled in a journey of a lifetime for a man named Smythe. Joined up with some amazing people. Gabriel Neruda, Dr. Roland Kurz, Gunter Block, Dr. Edison York, who sadly uh, died the same way I did. Finally, Theodore first be my good friend. I feel my death will follow you for a long time. But I need you to know I am fine. As you can see, I still live on. And so will you. You and all the rest will see this journey through to the end. Ride those rails. It was a perilous yet exciting journey we took. We saw Europe. We've gone up against cults, witchcraft. We visited the land of the dreams. Look at where we are now. Seen wonders, horrors. We came embroiled in a world-threatening plot involving something called the Sadefka Simulacrum, splinter parts which we needed alongside scrolls. On our journey, when I regrouped after a trip to Scotland, 
where sadly I was informed by a crazy woman that I would meet my uh, my end before we reached Constantinople. In, and then I regrouped in France. I got entangled with the left arm. It caused me issues. The journey has been rough. We have all had issues and we've all faced trials and tribulations. We've all grown and faced our fears, even been fixed up by a magical knife. We are heroes. We really are. Unknown to the world, we are fighting against foes that people will not bat an eyelid about. Sometimes we fall and I have fallen in this battle. On this journey, I made friends, lifelong friends. Beyond the veil, we are friends. We met weird and wonderful people, helped people, stopped evil. But you all have more evil to end. And I may not be with you in my physical form, but I am still there. I'm still on the journey, but in a different way now. You will reach the end of this long journey that has been difficult with delays and more delays to our final destination. But in those delays, we grew. We found ourselves. We are stronger in ways we weren't before. However, my mind was corrupting. Even if I made it to the end, my mind would have been gone. Maybe this is for the best. You must continue onwards. Reach the end. Do not suffer my fate. No more loss. We have all lost. As I said, I am still on this journey, but as a spectator now, I would be cheering you on from the land of the dreams. I am now riding the Dream Express for eternity. That is why I reside now. As my death was not the end, I'm still alive, but in the land of dreams. I can no longer live in the land of the living. But you can visit me, possibly. I'll be waiting. There may be a time in the future when I am needed, and I will be there to help any future travelers on your express. Help guide them from evil. So I may be gone, but I can rest now until I am needed. Until next we meet, my friends. This has been a journey of a lifetime, and I will miss it. So close to the end, but it was right. It really was right. Death comes for us all, and death chose today. I bid you all farewell. I'll be waiting in the dreamlands for you all. Thank you all, especially my traveling companions, and even more so to the voice in my head. Journey on, my friends. Journey on. And this is Josh, signing off from Horonio and Express. Our players included Morgan Llewellyn, David Gasway, Stuart Lightley, Keith Craig, and Josh Harwood, with yours truly as the Keeper of Arcane Lore. We have a Discord server where you can chat with other members, you can set up private games, you can learn the finer arts of gameplay and game, make game mastering. We provide audio-only versions of our shows, free for you to download from Spotify, Podbean, or iTunes. Support for the show can be is provided by our patrons, who are listed in the closing credits. If you would like to join them, please visit our Patreon page listed in the description. Or you can use Super Thanks by hitting the button just below the screen. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel, and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows, and leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure in the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming. Thank you.